New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. And today we have our campus pastor of Buchanan, Ben Curtis. Today we'll be reading from John chapter 11, verses 17 through 44 in the New International Version. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. You know, when Jesus first learned of Lazarus' sickness back in verses 5 through 6, there's a couple of things that are kind of peculiar. Uh, one, you know, John comments that Jesus loved Mary and her sister and, and even Lazarus. But, but then, for whatever reason, he decided to stay where he was at for two more days. That's kind of a strange way to show your love. Then in verse 14, he tells his disciples, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake... I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. Again, a strange statement. By the time Jesus arrives in Bethany, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. 
And when they see Jesus, both of his sisters react exactly the same way. They say, Lord, if you had just been here, my brother would not have died. Look at Martha's words in verse 22. She goes on to say, but even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So she still had confidence that God would hear and and answer Jesus' prayers, but I don't think it even entered her mind that Jesus could help Lazarus at this point. In verse 25, Jesus makes the fourth I am statement in the Gospel of John. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He wants everyone to see that, that he is God. And because of that, eternal life is not just something that happens in the future. It begins through a relationship with him in the here and the now. And so she is so focused on this future event, this final resurrection, but Jesus wants her to focus on him in the present. You know, Martha is nothing more than a picture of us. Lord, I believe that you can help me in the future, but I'm just not sure about today. I could sum up my whole time on this earth with with Mark 9, 24. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I trust that he has my eternity in his hands, and yet... I struggle with trusting him on a daily basis. I I believe with all of my heart that he's secured my salvation, but I struggle trusting him with my finances or my health or my family or my employment. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. In verse 33, when Jesus sees Mary and the Jews weeping, most of our translations say that he was troubled or deeply moved. The word actually that's used here conveys anger. Now, we're not told, and so I'm not sure what he was angry about. I'm certain that he was not angry at their grief, uh, but maybe it was because the people didn't recognize that God himself was standing in their midst, or maybe it was because they were mourning like people without hope, or maybe Jesus is just angered by the devastation that sin has brought into God's good world. You know, I suspect it's some combination of all three of those. But then in verse 35, it just simply says that Jesus wept. So he was angry, and then now we see him weeping. Why all of the emotion? John, again, doesn't explain, but I can tell you this. One of the reasons that Jesus wept is because he is a compassionate Savior. He allowed himself to experience the full range of human emotions so that he could relate to everything that we experience in this life. He is a high priest, as Hebrews says, who knows how to sympathize with our weakness. So, you know, when we're hurting, there's nothing we can tell Jesus that he won't understand because he's a compassionate God. He's a compassionate Savior. In verse 39, Jesus finally, as we reach the climax of the story, he he asked for the stone to be removed. And, of course, Martha protests. It's kind of embarrassing because everyone knows what a decaying corpse is going to smell like at this point. But verse 40, Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Now, he didn't say, if you believe, you'll see the resurrection of Lazarus. He didn't even say, if you believe, you'll see a miracle. See, it's possible for her to see just the miracle and still miss the glory of God. Others did that when Jesus performed miracles. But the whole purpose of these miracles, you know, John calls them signs, is that, that God wants that miracle or that sign to point something to something beyond itself. God wants us ultimately to see his glory. And part of that, at least in this story, is that he wants us to see his resurrection power. You know, I love verse 43. It says that, that Jesus called in a loud voice. I won't do that, 
But imagine just Jesus shouting out, Lazarus, come out. And all of a sudden, that heart that had stopped beating four days before, suddenly it begins to pulse with life. The veins in that body that were filled with dry, coagulated blood suddenly experience fresh circulation. The organs that had already began just decomposing, now they're functioning again. And the next thing you know, this man who had died four days ago comes walking forth from the tomb. And Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. It's interesting to me that Jesus had others to roll away the stone and and he had others to unbind Lazarus. You know, with one wave of his hand, he could have just pulverized the stone into a pile of dust. He could have just zapped the linen cloth and, and it would have evaporated. But Jesus doesn't use his power like a magician in a sideshow. Jesus did what only he could do. And then he uses others to do what they could do. You know, this is a powerful reminder to me that, that we have a role to play as God demonstrates his power to those around us. Those people who need help, those people who may need our assistance, those people who need spiritual guidance. Part of what it means to be the church is to minister to one another in the body of Christ, while at the same time recognizing that only God can change hearts. Only God has that resurrection power. And you know, this is very important because two weeks later, Jesus will experience his own death by crucifixion and his own resurrection. But the difference between the two stories is that Lazarus would need his grave clothes again because he would eventually die again. But when Jesus was raised from the dead, he left his grave clothes in the tomb. They were needed no more. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because of that, those who are in Christ Jesus, we have the promise of being raised as well. So when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, he wasn't just blowing smoke. He proved it in the life of his friend Lazarus. And one day, unless he returns in the very near future, he will prove that in my life. And he'll prove it in your life. Because each of us will die. The Bible says it is appointed to man to die once and then to face judgment. And just as it was with Lazarus, for those who are in Christ Jesus, there will be one more shout. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. All of those we've carried to the cemetery, they're going to be raised on that day, including Lazarus. Let me ask you as we close today, do you have that life? Have you experienced the resurrection life that, that Jesus offers right now? If you've never put your faith in Jesus, the Bible would say that you are spiritually dead. But with Christ comes life. It's abundant life, spiritual life, a transformed life. And, and it's not just something that he offers you in the future, but it's something for the here and now. You don't have to remain in the grave clothes. Jesus said, if you believe, if you entrust yourself to me, you can have eternal life. And if you're a believer, you know, maybe the appropriate response for you would be to say, you know, God, I'm going to trust your timing and I'm going to trust your love regardless of my circumstances. Because you've demonstrated your love once for all for me at the cross. I'm not going to complain about my circumstances, but rather I'm going to look for your glory in every single situation in life. And when we look for the glory of God, we can accept whatever comes our way. 
We may not like it, we, we may not desire it, but we can accept it from the hand of a God who loves us so much that he could say, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.